Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Now, here's David Smoke, Paul Catalina, and Craig Smoke. All right, here we go. Wrapping up this 5 o'clock hour in today's show. We're back at it again uh, tomorrow at 3. Paul's triple option also at 1. He'll be in Orlando, Florida for the weekend of UCF hosting Baylor. Joined by Sam Kahn, TheAthletic.com. And Sam, thank you for your time. And, uh, man, it's, it's kind of uh, A&M in their quarterback room. They have a young, talented young man in Wigman is playing well, and then all of a sudden he's out. Now he's out longer. How much of a blow is this for the Aggies? Yeah, it's a significant blow just because the ceiling on Connor Wigman and the ceiling for this A&M offense you feel like was really high as long as he's in the lineup. They haven't been perfect by any means this year. Certainly the, the Miami game was evidence of that. They, they, they had some difficulties picking up pressures and keeping him protected. But he was really he's really the, the centerpiece that makes this thing go. Uh, he, he's mobile. He's got tremendous arm talent. He's super confident. He's got a really good understanding of the offense and what they're trying to do to distribute the ball well. Uh, he's a young quarterback, so you know he's only in his ninth start, so he wasn't perfect. You know, there's times where he misses reads and misses throws, and you saw some of that in the first half against Auburn. But this was a guy who was really, I feel like, on track to be a future star in this league. And now you get his career, his season disrupted. He's probably going to be out for the year uh, with this lower leg injury that he's got. The foot injury is what it is, and it, it just disrupts a and season. Now, I don't think the bottom should fall out because I think Max Johnson is a capable guy. He, he started 12 games at LSU in 2021. He's got 17 starts to his credit. He started three games at a and last year. I think there there's plenty of reason for A&M to still think it can be competitive. I just think without Wegman and some of the special traits that he has, you lose a little bit of the feeling that you may have had with him in the line. Sam, is this – kind of a weird spot for now Jimbo Fisher to be put in. He's already, it's already tense because they're paying him a lot of money and they haven't gotten there yet. But here the, the SEC West is as open as it's been and they have an opportunity and now they got to put it on Max Johnson's shoulders to get him there. Yeah, that's, that's what makes this fascinating because like I said, on one hand with Connor Wegman, if things were to go right with the SEC West looking the way it is, could you envision a scenario where A&M would win the SEC West? I don't think it's out of the question. I certainly, after the Miami loss, I wouldn't pick them to do it because there were still some flaws there, and the first half of Auburn didn't really inspire a lot of confidence. But you still could – when you look at the sheer talent on the roster, defense and offense, you felt like, hey, I, it wouldn't be completely nonsensical for them to win the division uh, this year as vulnerable as it is. I think LSU is still a favorite at this point. But I, I think you, anything could happen. 
with Johnson, I think the ceiling's just a little bit lower, and I think it's harder to ask them to win the division this year. But I still think this is a team that should win at least eight games, you know, if not nine. When I, when I saw the talent that they had and, and just seeing them up close and personal, I was at the Auburn game, and they overwhelmed Auburn offensively. Like the, the defense, I mean, their defensive front really overwhelmed Auburn's offense. And, and Auburn's got its own issues. But I, I don't remember seeing A&M having a talent advantage over an SEC West team quite to that degree, or, or certainly one of the SEC West teams that recruits at a similar level, which Auburn is supposed to. I don't think they did in the Harson era. But it, 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 to me, I, I look at that team in terms of talent and thought to myself, before we before Wegman got hurt, I, I turned to somebody who was sitting next to me in the press box, and I said, there's no reason this team shouldn't win nine or ten games when you look how much talent they got. They really shouldn't. But – it's not just talent. It's coaching. It's it's all this other stuff that factors into it. And this injury, I think, to Wegman certainly affects that. And so what does it do to Jimbo? I don't know. I think, I think it's less about Connor Wegman, and it's more about how do you play. Are you, are you being successful on offense? Are you moving the ball on offense? Are you winning games? Are you competitive in games? Or are you seeing a lot of the same mistakes that we saw last year? Are you seeing some of the offensive ineptitude that we saw last year? I think it's going to be less a win-loss record and more of a you'll know it when you see it based on what you see on the field kind of thing. Sam, uh, what are your thoughts on this Arkansas matchup? Uh, obviously, they've taken their their own lumps already. I mean, BYU went up to, to Fayetteville and, and got them a couple of weeks back. But this has been a crazy rivalry between these two teams. There's been some, some funky games. But uh, what are your expectations rolling around for this one? Yeah, it, I, I guess you would have to expect that it's going to still be really competitive just because that's the way this series has gone. I feel like I have very few of these games when it's been even when one of the teams has not been great usually when it's been arkansas even the years that arkansas struggled these games have been super competitive uh you know very few of them have decided by large margins and it just always has a way of, of ending weird last year you had the the fumble return i think where they they, they had this a&m had the strip and then they pitched it to the monty richardson who returned it and then you had the doink off the top of the goal post on arkansas's potential go-ahead field goal late in the game that, that, that missed. Uh, this is an Arkansas team, obviously, that, that is not in a great shape either after that BYU loss. And, again, I go back to the talent advantage, and I, I feel like if A&M, even without Wegman, still should be the favorite in this game. And this is a game that if you're A&M, you need to go in there and win this game. This is, and and I, I don't really see any reason why they shouldn't. Max Johnson started this game last year, and the offense looked – Horrid for the first quarter, first uh, first two quarters in that game, but they still found a way to grind it out. I think this team is better than it was a year ago from a talent standpoint. I think they're going to be better defensively so far, and and I think offensively, what I've seen so far in the Petrino era suggests to me that they should at least be able to put some points on the board against Arkansas. What did you think about Devin Achan and his performance in the <laughs> NFL with Miami? Yeah, I certainly didn't expect him to have four touchdowns this early in his career, but it doesn't shock me to be successful. Uh, gosh, he had all the speed, all the ability that you wanted a running back to run between the tackles, to break tackles, uh, and make yards after contact. Uh, is an asset in the receiving game as well. That's something I wish I think A&M could have used him more as when he was there. Uh, but you love seeing the guys like that succeed. You know, seeing him succeed, seeing B. John Robinson, the the Texas 
product succeed at Atlanta. We, I feel like when we cover colleges, you almost feel like these are, these are like your kids, you know, you, you, you kind of, you cover them, you get to know them for a little while and you root for them when they move on and you're really proud of them when they go on to do great things. And I'm not shocked to see Devon A. Chan having success. All right, Sam, who out of Houston, Texas Tech and Baylor wins the Tums award for (laughs) most upsetting season so far? Ooh, man. I think it's got, as much as I want to say Houston, I think it has to be Baylor because there has not been a single performance that Baylor has put on the board yet that would inspire confidence if, if I'm a Baylor. Even even the game against Long Island, that it was a little disjointed, you know, throughout throughout that game too, and I, you, you did they didn't pound them the way you would expect uh, a, a Power Five team to pound an FCS team, uh, and then just the, the lack of the lack of juice that you see from that team losing, obviously the way they did Texas State, they were much more competitive against Utah, but you know, some, some killer mistakes that, that ended that one. And, you know, I said it last week when I wrote about it last week before the Texas game, that if they, if Baylor didn't start quick, that that thing could get ugly in a hurry against Texas. And it did, it, it was not pretty. Uh, you really don't know where to look for optimism. I think at this point, if you're a Baylor fan, because the schedule doesn't get a ton easier. I mean, UCF obviously has got a lot of talent. Texas Tech, even though they're one in three, uh, you know they've been competitive in all those games, and and they they have a lot of speed and and talent on that roster. Uh, certainly, there's a chance you look at this swing Cincinnati, Iowa State, Houston. Maybe there's a chance to pick up some momentum, but that end that finishing stretch in November is going to be tough in those last three weeks. So. I think Baylor's probably the team that I feel worst about if you're one of those groups. Uh, Houston certainly hasn't been great, but but you at least have two wins on the board. Uh, the ugly win to start against UTSA, and then you, you dominate Sam Houston, which, they, which is something you should do. And then Texas Tech, obviously, is a huge disappointment just because there was so much hype and buildup. And Joey McGuire and that staff, they welcomed it. They talked about it. They talked the talk in this, off, this offseason. But, boy, they haven't walked the walk in these first four games. And they, they have lost, obviously, three close games but making some mistakes that you really can't make if you're a good football team and if you're a championship contending football team. Sam, are you all in on the Longhorns? I am. I am, yeah. it's. I still want to see some improvement offensively early in games. It's funny because in the first two years, this was a team – that started quick and then faded down the stretch. Yep. Now it feels like a team that's starting slow and finishing strong. It, can they put those two things together? If you can, then you've got a real juggernaut. But the, the reason I'm optimistic is this. The defensive line and the, that run defense that they have, boy, that, that has been pretty consistent week in and week out. And that is something that I think the depth that they've built there, the talent they have, uh, in the front seven, I think is really going to help carry them through this year and while the offense figures it out. Um, and, and they have so much talent on offense from Quinn Ewers to Xavier Worthy to A.D. Mitchell to J.T. Sanders to Jonathan Brooks and, and even more beyond that. To me, all the pieces are there. They're getting it together. I think this week against Kansas is going to be really important. I want to see how they play in that game. How do they approach that game? Are they able to start a little quicker? Certainly the robbery game against Oklahoma is huge. But other than that, I, I don't see any reason to, to back off my, my expectation that they won at least 10 
and, and with the conference championship game, I think there's even more reason to feel confident they can do that right now. Sam, we appreciate you as always. Great stuff. Thanks for your time. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll take care. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.